This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vent Time with Connie. I'm your host, Connie. Welcome to episode 33. I hope everyone is doing well and sound, and I pray that all my listeners are safe wherever they are right now, and God will protect us and see us through this pandemic. Amen, sister? Amen, brother? (laughs) Okay, guys. Okay, guys, welcome to a new episode. In this episode, you know, I'll be talking about something really controversial. This podcast, I talk about topics ranges from family, love, career, self-development, you know, faith, anything that you can think of. And sometimes I talk about controversial topic or non-controversial topic. In today's episode will be a controversial one because you know you hear this saying that everyone says, that every husband says, happy wife happy life. (laughs) Well, that's saying, you know, maybe it could be true for some people, but that's probably why this topic that I'm going to talk about will rub people in the wrong way, especially women, you know? Well, I found this post on Facebook. It says 13 dangerous things wives are doing wrong, I'm guessing. It didn't say wrong, but I'm guessing it's saying wrong. So, and I was like, huh, this is interesting. I started reading it. I was like, no, no, no. I can't keep this just to myself. I have to bring it to my listeners so you guys can actually read along with me and so we can share our opinion. I mean, I might not be hearing you guys what you guys are thinking, but I know why you listen to this and you're hearing me read this list. You're probably thinking, what? What? Huh? Yeah, I agree. No, I don't agree. You know, you will have different um, opinions. So you probably, I won't hear you, but I know you'll be talking to yourself or talking to someone about your reaction. Or if you want me to hear you, you can always send email at with Connie so I can hear what you guys are thinking, seeing if you agree or not, okay? Okay, guys, without wasting any time, let's, let's go ahead and read the list. I haven't finished reading this list, like I said before, so I won't give my, you know, initial reaction and opinion why I read this, you know, so you guys will hear what I think. Okay, the first one says, the wife that wins all argument with her husband is not wise. The home is not a law court. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, FYI. Um, I know most of these things I'll be re- listing. Most of us probably going to be guilty about it. You know, don't take it too personal. So just listen and just hear me out, okay? Don't, you know, life is too hard to be worrying about little things, okay? So just read it along. You might agree, you might disagree. So or you might also find yourself being that kind of wife but it's okay we are not perfect we are all trying okay then my wife says the wife that wins all argument with her husband is not wise the home is not a law court which even though it's hard to admit it's true because sometimes i think we we forgot that we are not lawyers you know in in our marriages you know when we're trying to prove our point we don't have to go extra miles or so that we will be right so we can show our husband that we are correct, you know, we are right, you know, sometimes you say your piece and let it be, you don't have to force your opinion or whatever, your point to to your husband, so it's not a law court, you're not getting an award if you win an argument, okay, okay, number two, the wife that uses sex as a weapon in the home, placing embargo 
which is like placing Ben like, if you don't do this, you're not going to get some tonight, you know, that kind of thing. Going to bed in jeans, shorts, and trousers lacks wisdom. Do you guys agree? I mean, I know it's not good to use, you know, sex as a weapon. If you want your husband to do this, if you don't do this, you're not going to get, you know, that. I don't know. Sometimes it's sweet, you know, when it's kind of funny when you do it, but don't do it for something really big and serious, you know, because I'm sure your husband didn't marry you just because of your body. Okay, number two, the wife that uses the modern trends and laws of women's rights to insult or ridicule her husband simply makes a fool of herself. Wow, okay. I, I mean, I get it. You know, sometimes we get wrapped up around, you know, this women's right thing. You know, the feminism, feminism movement is going about, going around. I mean, this is what I think. Um, Don't let society define your marriage for you. You know, just know at the end of the day, who decided to get married, you and your husband. So you have to do things that both of you will be comfortable about. You have to make sure you guys are in the same page, you know. Society do not determine what goes in your marriage. Make sure you remember that, okay? That's what I have to say. Okay, number four, a woman that makes her home devoid of peace through bickering, nagging, and quarrels needs help. A man should be eager to run away from office to be at home, for that should be the safest and closest place on earth for him. Okay. The bickering and nagging. I mean, I know men complain this a lot. My wife is nagging all the time. She's always bickering. Maybe sometimes there's a reason why she's doing that. Maybe you need to hear her out. She's trying to tell you something. She's trying to express her feelings. Maybe you need to hear her out. Not always quick to label her as nagging and bickering. But the quarrel one, like someone that... There's, I know there's some women out there that intentionally create quarrels. So they will have some fight in their marriage or something. Which is crazy, but I know some women do that, but you shouldn't do that. That's the one I don't support. The too much nagging and bickering, I don't think that's cool, but at the same time, there's a reason why she's doing that. You need to hear her out. Okay, that's all I have to say. Number five, a modern day equality in marriage does not mean competition. It simply means partnership. Taking advantage of such equality to turn around and become the de facto head of the home and oppress the man is tantamount, which is like equivalent to playing with fire. Tantamount means equivalent to. So he's saying that I'm taking advantage of such equality to turn around and become the de facto head of the home and oppress the man is equivalent to playing with fire. If you destroy your home, soon you will be the boss of an empty home. Ouch. Whew. That was sick in, huh? I mean, if you keep fighting, 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 you know, you might one day ended up with no home. So you need to be careful. You need to be wise. I always say that. Apply wisdom. It's very, very important. Number six, a wise wife makes the man feel so good that he assumes that he is the head. <laughs> okay, let me continue. Once he gets that feeling, the woman gently weeds her power and the head actually turns to wherever the neck wants without a protest. <laughs> A wise wife makes the man feel so good that he assumes that he is the head. Once he gets that feeling, the woman gently wields her power and the head actually turns to wherever the neck wants without a protest. I don't know. Is this one saying that's the right thing to do or not? I don't know. Well, well, that makes a lot of sense. I know a lot of us can relate on that one, but that's all I have to say. Let's move on. <laughs> Number seven, 
A wife that does not pull herself away from friends, influence, and advice, or even from the control of her mother and father will have herself to blame. That is so true. You know, when you get married, you need to be careful. You need to be aware of bad counsel because, you know, now you are married. It's not just about you anymore. Whatever you do affects not just you, but your husband, your family. So you need to be careful who you go to seek advice. You know your parents well. By this time, I'm sure whoever is getting married is old enough to know right from wrong. So when you get married, you know the kind of friends you have. You know the kind of advice they, they possibly can give. So you need to know what you tell them, what you don't tell them, you know. You need to make sure you have that spirit of discernment, you know, to know who to seek advice from, you know. I mean, the best person to seek advice from is God, the Bible. Go to the Bible. If you desperately need it, if you are confused on who would I seek that will give me the best advice, go to the Bible. But any other person, any human being, you need to be careful who you go for. No matter whoever it is, your mother, your father, your sisters, your brothers, yeah, sometimes they have the best interest in heart for you, but sometimes they can be very biased, okay? So you need to be careful. Okay, number eight. When a man is looking for a wife, he bypasses women of different shapes and sizes to choose a wife. But soon after childbirth, many women hide under the excuse of childbirth to let go of themselves. Many stop bothering about their look, shape, dressing, etc. Within five years of marriage, people start wondering if the wife is the man's auntie. <laughs> sorry, I don't mean to, sorry, I'm, I'm not supposed to laugh on that. Even though she is seven years younger, her defense is that if she, if he truly loves her, he should love her the way she is. But when looking for a wife, he saw people like the present you and ignored them and settled for the former you. Today, you go to bed smelling of onions and pap. You go to bed wearing grandma's clothes. Why are you playing with your marriage? Love is not about looks, we know, but looks enhance love and marriage. There's a difference between someone disfiguring herself and the person being disfigured by an accident. Please don't be complacent. As hard as it may be, walk on look, looking like you were when he first saw you and began the chase. Hmm, okay. I mean, I haven't, I'm not a mother yet, so I don't know the struggle but i think i have an idea you know i don't need to be a mother to have an idea that childbirth itself is a lot you know a lot of hormones change a lot happened in the woman's body that could make her gain weight or not look like the way she was before i think you know sometimes we try our best you know to look good for our husband and all those things at least to take care of ourselves to look a little bit presentable you know but does it mean we look like him kardashian all those people that have nice shape not really because not everybody have that genes that will, they will give birth and lose the weight they easily lose the weight you know, it takes a lot and when you have children it comes with a lot of responsibility i think this can be a little bit harsh i don't think it can possibly look like the way he saw you before you know no it's not it's impossible change is constant it will always happen I don't think we should put pressure on women or wives that they should make sure they are looking good exactly the way they look when their husband first met them. That's not true. I think it should be we should be focusing on changing the mindset of the husband. Um instead of always loving your wife based on her looks and all those things, you should find other things to love like other things that, that makes you attracted to your wife you know when you go through the phases of marriages 
of marriage, of love, I would say. Love do grow and it evolve, you know. And you find other things to love about your wife. They even love more about your wife, you know. The way you, you thought that you felt love for your wife at the beginning is no longer going to be the way it is. The love is going to be even more stronger after five years, you know, or ten years later, okay? I think you'll find other things to find attractive. And, and I'm sure you guys can talk about this. It's an open communication. If she's struggling with her weight, trying to get fit, you should still be considerate, you know? It should be very, you know, helping her towards it. You shouldn't put pressure on her that she needs to lose this weight. Or be like the way she was. I think this is a little bit harsh. I don't completely agree on it. I know you should try your best to look good for your husband. But you shouldn't let your life depend on it. Okay? Your, a man should still love you regardless how you look like. Your husband actually. Let's make, make sure we, we clarify on that. Okay, number nine. If every night you are tired, sleepy, sore, down with headache for, or fever, not in the mood, you are a joker, a serious comedian. <laughs> Whoever made this list is so mean. Oh my gosh. So let me read that again. If every night you are tired, sleepy, sore, down with headache or fever, not in the mood, you are a joker, a serious comedian. <laughs> I'm sure the married ones understand what I'm talking about with that. But anyway, or what this list is, what this person is talking about. So it's basically saying that you should put a little bit more effort, you know. Don't always make excuses. You know, try to put a little bit more effort because it's not just about you anymore. You guys are there to satisfy each other's needs, okay? Number 10, if your children suddenly become more important to you than your husband, you need prayers. Wow. Okay. I know that could happen when people have children. I think because they're trying to adjust motherhood and trying to balance things, I think they should be given time to adjust then then they can finally balance it you know this type of things you don't prepare for it it just hits you you know you have to figure it out there's no manner on how to you know balance you know motherhood and uh being a wife okay sometimes it's hard you have to figure it out you know until you are in it then you then you wouldn't know how to handle it so let's just give people a little bit of um break especially women okay number 11 if you assume that as the woman, only you need to be pampered and fused over why the man is a stone that has no emotions, you need to be pitied. <laughs> yeah, well, we, like I say before, in a marriage, is a two-way street. You scratch my back, I scratch your back, okay? Both of you guys should be able to pamper each other at some point. I mean, sometimes the woman usually get the most pampering, but... You should make sure you balance it, okay? Pamper the man too, because the guys love to be pampered. If you don't think so, try to, let's say your husband say he he be complaining about, or he be talking about buying this certain thing, right? Let's say, for example, if he's, your husband loves sneakers or something, he say he loved this, he wanted to buy these particular sneakers. And then one day you decided to buy it for him and bring it to him. You should look at the excitement in his face. He'll be so happy. That's the same excitement we get when we are pampered because he felt pampered and loved. So you need to make sure you put that into consideration. Pamper your husband, okay? Number 12, a woman that has the mind of a wife does not excite her husband. Wives are usually complacent and pre presumptuous. A wife must strive to have the mind of a girlfriend. A girlfriend, in most cases, is usually nicer, sweeter, more loving and always thinking of ways to wow her sweetheart. 
A girlfriend does not try to win all arguments, does not call the man a useless man, is not careless about her looks or dressing, always smiles and laughs with the, laughs with the man, sends the man sweet messages and calls, etc. Are you your husband's girlfriend in word and in deed? Wow. Okay. I mean, I get what this writer is, is talking about, you know, trying to have that mindset of a girlfriend. Because, you know, usually in the girlfriend phase, you want the guy to marry you. So you always dare to please him, making sure he's happy. He loves this, you love it too. He loves to eat rice, you love to eat rice. He loves to eat vegetable, you love to eat vegetable. We sometimes can be very unrealistic, you know, because sometimes these girlfriends people are talking about, that's not real because once you marry them, they, you know, this will change too. You know, when you want something from someone, you will do anything to please them, okay? A beggar has no choice, right? That's how they say it. But I don't think you should think that way. I think you should also find a way to, you know, make your husband happy, you know, please him. You know, as much as he's trying to please you, try to please him as well, okay? You should consider his emotion and uh, his feelings because it's also important as you. You shouldn't say because you're now a wife, you become so complacent. You become so comfortable and it's like, I don't need to do anything. I don't need to please him anymore. No, you need to find a way to still please your husband because a marriage is work. It's not something you just, you know, relax. No, when you relax, that's when your marriage will start dying down. Okay, don't do that. You have to constantly keep working on it. Some marriages, some people, some couples actually go out on a date. They still have Wednesday or Friday night date or Saturday they'll dress up and go on a date. They still court each other, you know? They still date each other, even in that marriage. So you can still bring that excitement on. So I don't think you should think like a girlfriend because girlfriends sometimes are pretending. And they also have some crazy girlfriends. So you shouldn't think that. Just make sure you're pleasing your man as much as he's pleasing you. Your husband, yes. Okay, number 13, which is the last one. When you rely on your beauty, cookings, character, connections, and bedroom performance alone to keep your man and your home intact without putting God in the picture, you have missed it. Without God, it cannot be good. Thank you. And at last, the person say, put God first in your home and keep pride aside. Oh my gosh. You see, this last one summarizes everything. It should be the top one. Because without God in your marriage, your marriage is nothing. Your marriage will keep going flip, going back and forth, and the society will determine it for you. Okay? So you need to involve God in it because He's the creator, the maker, the alpha and omega. So if you don't include Him in it, then your marriage can go anywhere, you know, and you shouldn't be complaining. If you think you can do it yourself, you can use, oh, because of your beauty or your cooking skills or whatever you're doing in the bedroom, flipping, flipping back and forth will keep Him. Your husband, you are joking because it's not you. Like I said in my previous episode that I did about um, we not having control over our happiness or things in this world, God has utmost control. You need to let God be sovereign in your marriage because if you think you can do it yourself, that's how you ended up going through the wrong route. You know, your marriage would destroy and you wonder why or why is this happening to me? You can't do it yourself. You need to allow God to come in into your marriage. Without God, there's no marriage because he is the one that created that marriage. So why do you think you can do it yourself? You didn't create it. You didn't even create yourself. Okay, guys, that's all I wanted to talk about. And um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I think this is really interesting. You know, reading it, you know, some of them was a little bit harsh or I didn't really agree with some of them. But I can see where the writer is going. 
to you know i can see their points okay thank you guys so much for listening do you agree on this list that i just listed or you don't i want to hear what you think make sure you send me your feedback at ventanewithconny at yahoo.com or you can inbox me at facebook or instagram at ventanewithconny at yahoo.com because i want to hear what you guys think like really my listeners you guys are growing like we have canada people listening from canada uk you know singapore colombia dubai what else again ghana you know united states nigeria australia that's a lot of us you know that's a lot of us you know but i want to hear what you guys think i feel like sometimes i have these audio listeners well literally you guys are listening audio but you get my drift you know I want to hear what you guys think to see if you guys want to see something else in this podcast you know you want me to talk about any other topic that you'll be interested in let me know please don't be afraid to send me your emails because i want to hear it out i want to i love hearing you guys opinion you know so we can grow in this podcast okay guys thank you so much for listening and make sure you subscribe wherever you are right now you're listening from and come back for another episode a new episode drops every tuesdays and friday at 5 p.m at 5 p.m central time that's houston time houston texas time Thank you guys so much and I'll talk to you guys on next episode. Sign out. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.